Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 4, titled Rules of Honorable Play. Okay, bunch of stuff going on in this episode. Lots to talk about here. First and foremost, uh, the swap meet acquisition. That's fully gone through. They're 100% integrated into the mutiny realm. And Cameron and Donna trying to get them under up up. I can't talk. Trying to get them up to speed. Uh, trying to get them on board with the whole mutiny deal. But that's not really going well. Uh, Cameron is apparently regularly getting into arguments with the two swap meet founders about how best to integrate their code into Mutiny. And it's becoming a fairly toxic work environment to say... The least. Uh, some name calling is getting thrown in there. Some insulting of code. Uh, in like the whole common staff area. Some mutiny people and some swap meet people are getting into fights. Uh, one swap meet person punches Gordon like in the ear. Very hard. Remember, he has brain damage. So, yeah. Things aren't going very well. (laughs) At one point, one of the swap meet guys calls Cameron a man-hating bitch. So, that's a thing. That is a thing that is going on. So, they have to kind of figure out a way to sort of ease tensions in the swap meet area. Uh, Gordon does a good job with the main staff. Uh, He takes them all to laser tag and just has this whole team building thing. Gordon runs someone through a wall, quite literally, and gets himself disqualified. But, for the most part, it works. Like, swap meet guys and mutiny guys are all... Existing harmoniously, and it's all wonderful and nice and wholesome and great. Uh, so that fixed that situation, but there's still the matter. There's still the matter of the founders of Swamp Meat. Did I say Swamp Meat? I think I just said swamp meat. <laughs> Sorry, I was distracted because I just realized... I just realized there was one bullet point I totally forgot to add in, so I quickly wrote it in, and it just completely disrupted my brain. So I'm actually stupid. 
Uh, but the founders of Swap Meet are still kind of a volatile issue. Uh, one of them is actually getting around, along fairly well with Cameron. Uh, actually trying to see her side. The other one's just an asshole. Uh, but the good Swap Meet guy sits down with Cameron. They drink some of Boz's whiskey and Cameron's like, yeah, I don't want to change that little section of the code because that's the last thing I wrote myself with no one else when it was just me. So she's basically just having difficulty relinquishing ownership of Mutiny to other people. Uh, relinquishing her independence over Mutiny. Like it used to be just hers and now it's not anymore and she's kind of having difficulty reconciling with that. Uh, but eventually she goes up to Donna and says, hey... Let's fire them. And Donna's like, um, that's not a good idea. Um, well, you know what? We'll mention this to Diane, uh, when we're at dinner with the swap meet guys. Cause we're trying to have dinner and smooth things over and all that. Uh, Cameron doesn't show up to the dinner because she's just passed out. Cause she was working so much. But... Diane, Donna, and the swap meet guys have a dinner. The swap meet guys leave, and then Donna's like, Okay, so... What if... Uh, Cameron fired these guys? And Diane basically has a very surprising response of... I mean, I'm not happy about it, but... If they're creating a toxic work environment, then... Yeah, by all means, fire their asses. Like... I'm investing in you and Cameron, not them. So, like, by all means, do what you have to. Donna does not relay this. <laughs> Donna relays a very different message to Cameron and tells her, Hey, so Diane won't let us fire them. I'm sorry. I tried to talk her into it, but... No, it just can't happen. Diane said that. Diane. Not me. Diane. And then Cameron's like, well, okay, I guess I have to figure out a way to make this work. And there's actually a moment at the very, very end of the episode where Cameron and Gordon are sitting around playing Duck Hunt. And Cameron asks Gordon, Hey, when did you know you were losing Cardiff? And that's the end of the episode. So now Cameron, genuinely afraid that she might be losing Mutiny. That Mutiny might be officially leaving her hands and... She doesn't want that, obviously. Mutiny's her baby. So, having some difficulties on that area. Uh, meanwhile, Joe, sitting down with Ryan, trying to find a new business model for McMillan Utilities in the wake of saying 2.0 is going to be free. And they're coming up with idea after idea after idea. All of them suck. Joe, like, flat out erases the board and is like, yeah, all these are bad. None of these work. So he's like, okay, well, we need to try and figure this out. 
Uh, as he's going through this, uh, one of his clients, a client which makes up for like 37% of his annual revenue stream, uh, is having a little fire that needs putting out. Apparently his son, who was a minor, went to one of Joe's parties, had some cocaine, and then got in a car crash. So he's kind of (laughs) screwed. He kind of... He kind of had a bit of a nasty accident after leaving one of Joe's parties. And he has to meet with this guy, smooth things over. Like, look, okay, I didn't know minors were at my apartment. I didn't know uh, there was cocaine happening. Like, I didn't know any of this was a thing. So I am sorry. And then this guy, like, he's talking about disciplining his son and all that. Blah, 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 blah. And eventually... He starts, uh, starts using some anti-gay rhetoric. He starts spouting some homophobic garbage. Uh, even goes as far as to basically celebrate the AIDS crisis, which, remember, was in full swing in the 80s, and... We didn't have the medical knowledge yet to realize that it didn't just affect the LGBT community. It was just that's where it was most prevalent. So everyone assumed it was just them. So... Yeah. Of course, Joe, A, not a monster, B, bisexual... (laughs) B was uh, bisexual. I totally didn't intend for that. So Joe basically just chews this guy out and just rips into him, calls him out for being a terrible person, uh, even lays down some doth protest too much rhetoric in there, which was a wonderful way to to just stop him in his tracks. But of course, that investor... Uh, That client doesn't want the business of that anymore. Uh, Doesn't want to be giving money to this guy who just insulted him. So that 37% of annual revenue stream, yanked away. But this was a government contract. This client uh, was part of this ARPANET deal. And actually, we've talked about ARPANET before on this podcast. Not in regards to Halt and Catch Fire, but in regards to the Americans. Uh, That was sort of a government thing, and it was basically like... To put it horribly, horribly simply, it was like internet before the internet. And Joe manages to get access to some ARPANET stuff. And it's like, hey, map this. And we can go in and maybe upgrade some elements of that code. Upgrade that shit and put it into the world. And maybe that could be our pivot point from security to something else. So they have their new thing. 
Yay! Uh, there's some other stuff happening in this episode. Uh, Cameron gets a call from her stepfather saying, Hey, me and your mom are moving to Florida. Uh, you want your dad's shit? Come get it. Uh, otherwise, we're selling it. Cameron, of course, very close to her father before he died. Uh, idolized him, even uses his name instead of her own. Uh, also, Diane had to go to a charity event. Doesn't have a plus one. Doesn't have someone to accompany her. And so she invites Boz. Who she is one of the few people who calls him John. Oh, also, Cameron and Donna go uh, looking for houses for Cameron at one point, and Cameron, like, hates everything that she sees, and, uh, the, <laughs> uh, the saleswoman, uh, accidentally gets it in her head that Cameron and Donna are a couple, which is delightful. <laughs> that was a really funny moment. I had to mention it. So, yeah. Halt and Catch Fire. Things are happening this episode. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, So, I'm not going to be doing any... Any episodes next week, I'm not going to be here doing this podcast in the next seven days because I'm going to be on a family vacation to Disney World, which is part of the reason, most of the reason actually, why I've been doing Double Archive Tuesdays to sort of alleviate the five days I'll be taking off. Uh, So nothing next week, but we will return on June 15th, or not June 15th, July 15th, and when I come back... We will be discussing Season 3, Episode 5. Talk to you then.